Did it record? I can Let's see it on recording. my... I was like pulling fucking teeth, man. You're not fucking clipping anymore, so let's just get this fucking horse shit done. Now I'm like impatient about this, dude. Like, we've been here for a goddamn half an hour. I don't want to do any of this recording crap anymore. I don't want to deal with it. You guys talk about your thing. I'm done. I'm just going to sit here. Jesus. All right. Damn it, Tim. All right. Fingers crossed. No more fucking technical issues. Welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance. This is our 228th episode of our weekly podcast where we talk about all things geeky and nerdy from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. I am Tim, coming to you from Toronto, Ontario. I am going to be hosting this episode with my colleague, Mark. Hi, everybody. How's it going tonight? <laughs> Heard me yell already. We're doing well. <laughs> you can only go up from here. And uh, we have my wife on the episode, Alicia. Say hello, Alicia. Hey, it's me again. Coming to me from the next room. Yeah, what Tim doesn't seem to understand is there's always more down. There's always just just always more down, Tim. So like you jinxed us. Thank you. Knock on wood and whatever. So yeah, uh, we've we've got something that we've uh, definitely discussed on the podcast before for you uh, in store for you tonight. But we're going to kind of do a, a deep dive into some personal nerdery for Alicia and I, and something that Mark finally got to more or less join in on this year uh to yeah. a greater extent than in past years at least but before we do that let's get into the news this week there was quite a bit of stuff that happened probably the biggest thing being uh we lost another uh original star wars cast member david prouse who was the uh british actor and bodybuilder beneath the darth vader costume passed away at the age of 85 didn't do a whole lot else besides uh i mean wasn't known for a whole lot else besides darth vader but definitely struck an imposing figure in that costume for sure yeah and they kept bringing him back like he, he i think the, the last time he did vader was was that not in revenge of the sith like didn't he come back for that or? i think he did yeah i don't yeah, yeah. I, I mean just just to say no yeah man Basically, so yeah to give his trademark like stiff wooden like I'm Darth Vader. I'm restricted in what I can do kind of performance. Yeah. And I remember there was a big thing about uh, him not coming back for Rogue One. And people were like, he's fucking like 75 or some shit. Like, come on. Like, let him. yeah. Was he retired? by? He must have been retired by then. Also, he probably yeah. wouldn't be quite, cutting quite the as imposing a figure as he would have. Yeah. In exactly. uh, 1978 or whatever. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because he was the guy who helped train. Uh, I saw that story pop up a couple times, but he was the guy who helped train Christopher Reeve to get his Superman physique. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when uh, Christopher Reeve was looking to get ripped to play a Superman, he yeah. went to David Prowse to do his training and nice. he got him Superman buff. So nice. Nice. He had, he had his hands in all kinds of pop culture shit. Yes. All right, moving on, um, there was a change. I'm going to be very careful how I talk about this one, but Elliot Page, who people know from being in Juno, from playing Kitty Pride in some of the X-Men movies, and currently from playing Vanya in Umbrella Academy, came out as trans, uh, Elliot being their preferred name. And so, you know, definitely, you know, put out a big statement saying, you know, how they acknowledge their privilege and are happy and to be in a group in a, in a supportive relationship and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that that's maybe one of the largest, you know, coming outs in terms of trans person that we've had in popular culture, maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that they're probably, so far, probably, yeah, yeah. They're probably more better known than Kardashians. I can't remember a name. 
Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, yeah, that's right. And I, you know, there is also um, Laverne Cox. Obviously, is a very out trans person as well in media, but uh, she was out well before she really kind of became a public figure. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I think it takes a lot of bravery to come out like this um, when you are already a very well-established public figure. Yep. The Mandalorian continues to be fucking epic. Uh, you know, normally we don't like go into individual episodes, but spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this past week's episode yet, but fucking Boba Fett is like properly back. Yep. Episode six too. So yeah, it was a fucking awesome episode. It pushed the plot forward a bunch, had some fucking badass action. Also Ming-Na Wen's character. Oh, what was her name? Uh, Fennec Shand um, yeah, is Fennec. not dead. Apparently it was Boba Fett that, that saved her on Tatooine and gave her like a bionic stomach, which is interesting. Yeah. That was a weird shot. But yeah, I, was like, I was like, that's guns. cool, but all right. <laughs> I guess that's something you can do in Star Wars now. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I'll I'll take it because if it means... I, I was definitely disappointed when they killed off, you know, quote unquote, killed off that character. Well, it felt really sudden. If, like, Basically yeah. during their first appearance. We're like, why are we getting this huge, like this actress that we all know yeah. anyway? And I think like... the, the coolest fucking part of that, maybe, maybe not the coolest, but one of the coolest parts of that episode was the fucking dark troopers from Jedi Knight. That's the coolest part to you? When well, Boba Fett just... like ganked 48 people on camera? <laughs> that too. And actually proved to be as badass as everybody always wanted him to be? <laughs> that I think was, that's that kind was... of the cool part. That was pretty fucking awesome as well, but like yeah. that's just such a like deep fandom cut is like going back to a Star Wars video game like Dark Forces from like fucking the mid nineties or some shit. Yeah, that's uh, to to pull out these robotic uh, stormtroopers. That's Filoni. Like, he just he seems to know which buttons yeah. to push to get everybody all excited with this Star Wars stuff. So yep, absolutely. It's almost like I just <laughs> wish there was somebody who like that on Star Trek now. <laughs> Uh, let's see warner media or warner brothers made a big fucking announcement this week they'd already announced that wonder woman was going to go direct to streaming on christmas day wonder woman 84 on the same day it's going to go into theaters uh, but now they've said basically their entire slate for 2021 is going to go on hbo max the same day that it goes into theaters well they probably need the money at this point so, uh, so I don't know if they actually need if Time Warner needs money, but you know. Yeah, so I mean that includes James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Dune, Matrix Number Four, what else? The third Sherlock Holmes movie. Is that actually getting made? That's that's. I guess uh, it's it's cool, slated right. for December twenty twenty second or twenty second twenty twenty one. What else? The fucking Space Jam sequel and the next Godzilla movie, like a bunch of these are like big fucking budget movies. And so it's pretty major and the studios are fucking pissed or the, well, the, the theaters. Yeah. Theaters, I saw yeah. AMC was pissed about this today too. So I don't know if anybody else has released a statement, but yeah. AMC was fuming. So, but like, I don't like, I feel bad cause I'll miss the theater experience eventually kind of thing. Cause I like always like one of the movies, but like, I think that will, that'll always be there. It's just, there's not going to be as many of them. Right. You know, there's not, yeah, there's going to be, one big theater near you instead of two or three or something like that. Well, we're already down to uh, one in St. Catharines, so yeah, hopefully well, it doesn't go any lower than that. You I, don't want to be the <laughs> I know, fuck, don't remind me. <laughs> Every day I'm reminded. Yeah. 
Let's see. Related to our meat of the episode this week, there's a few pieces of Tolkien-related news. First, the Amazon Jeff Bezos-funded Lord of the Rings streaming series got a bunch of new casting, but they didn't say who any of these people are, or and very few of them are like any recognizable name. The only one that is like even vaguely familiar to me is Sir Lenny Henry, who's been on Doctor Who, but. Yeah, it's a who's who of not a lot of people. And some of these people are just like, here's this random fucking person we picked up in New Zealand that like has done some local theater and shit like that. Fair. But okay. the one thing that, that I think is pretty notable about it is there's a lot of diversity in there. A lot of non-white people, which is nice to see. It in... was three. It was three was non-white it? people. I, th- I, th- I saw like a few black, fo- a few like black people, a few, a couple of like Asian people in there. Was it only three? It was like fucking three. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's still more than there was in the entirety of Lord of the Rings in terms Let's of Let's fucking characters. see how they're goddamn casted, though. Yeah. Because they might all be black Numenorians. You don't fucking know. I am this so is... goddamn angry at Amazon and how badly they are butchering the marketing for this fucking show. They really are. Oh, it's so bad. Well, like wait, every is there single... marketing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What marketing. They're giving people literally nothing. Basically, all the people I know who are into Tolkien are pissed off about it. They started out well. Like the whole like the map teases that they did was kind of cool and got people kind of interested and was and like everything since then and, has been horseshit. Yeah, and then all everything since then is just like we're gonna tell you like who's involved, but like absolutely fuck all about plot. It makes me angry as a Tolkien fan, and it makes me angry as someone who works in marketing. <laughs> so pushes multiple of Alicia's buttons. Yeah, so I mean it's just it's just wait and see on that fucking series, really. It's just, you know, just I feel like we haven't talked about it in a long time. Like it's just out there. There's been hardly anything to talk about on it, really. Yeah. So let's see, just in the past couple of days there has been a movement to purchase a, a charity has been founded to purchase one of uh Jarrah Tolkien's homes in Oxford, the one that he wrote The Hobbit in. And the Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings and turn it into uh, like a bed and breakfast, but that will also like host maybe like writing workshops and stuff like that. And also like partial museum. I'm not like, you know, a full blown museum because it's been pretty updated since he lived there. But he lived there for like 17 years. and He did do, you know, probably his most important, definitely his most important uh, works were written while living in that house. So in our circles, I'm seeing mixed opinions on it i'm seeing some people that are like oh great people are you know going to do something with that house finally um i mean it's already protected like it's on like the national registry of historic places or whatever the historic the equivalent of that is in the uk so like they can't tear it down or anything but like it's a matter of if it just gets sold to somebody else to live in or if somebody's able to buy it and turn it into something somehow tolkien related kind of thing Yeah, the problem is that it's not explicitly Tolkien-related. The board of the charity that was founded essentially wants to use it as like a writing space in a and b and most people want it to just be turned into straight up a Tolkien museum, and that's not what they're doing. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's a case of like, would you rather just have people living in it and have it have absolutely nothing to do with Tolkien besides like a plaque on the fucking house, or do you want it to like turn into something that pays some homage to Tolkien and the works that he wrote there, even if it's not like a straight up Tolkien museum, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of like, you can have like a, an entire cake or a piece of pie or something like that or nothing. <laughs> I would like them to have the Tolkien society involved. 
It doesn't yeah. really make sense for them to have like the Mythopoeic Society involved in it, but definitely the Tolkien Society. They're also based out of the UK. Yeah. If you're going to do anything seriously related to Tolkien, you have to have the Tolkien Society involved in it, right? If you're going to do anything remotely scholarly about it. Yeah. And I mean, it's got a lot of backing in terms of star power. Uh, the sort of video that where they plead with people to donate to this charity uh, in order to buy the the place, you know, renovate it or transform it or whatever, included Ian McKellen and Martin Freeman and John Rhys Davies and a few other people that like have some relation. Like there was a couple of people from, or at least one one person from the OneRing.net that was on there. Um, There's a couple other like somewhat notable i mean there there were a couple of tolkien scholars but like not any of the really big name ones they didn't fucking name anybody in the video either which was weird like it was just like here's some people that you might recognize but maybe you don't we're not going to tell you who they are again poor fucking marketing <laughs> so and then finally um this is actually news that alicia and i have known about for a couple of weeks because we know the guy that is responsible for it but um it's kind of finally gone viral this week that more of Tolkien's essays on Middle-earth that have previously been um, unpublished and much of it unavailable to the public are going to be published by HarperCollins in a volume called The Nature of Middle-earth. And it is edited by Carl Hofstetter, who is a member of the Mythopoeic Society that Alicia and I are also members of, that Alicia is a steward on their board of. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of linguistic stuff. That's what Carl does. Yeah, he's a he's the head of the Engl Elvish Linguistic Fellowship. Yeah, they publish a, a fucking journal that's all about Elvish linguistics, which is like even nerdy to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good people though, and I, I oh think yeah, he's a great guy. It's not going to be a book for most people, but um, if you've read any of the History of Middle Earth books, which absolutely no one here has done other than me, <laughs> they're they're kind of dry. They're kind of unfinished. But they're really necessary for people who are actually studying Tolkien. So I'm pretty excited about that. He also started working on this um, back in sometime before uh, 2018. Because he was working on it before the Maker of Earth exhibition Maker of that Earth happened. Exhibit. And he was working on it in conjunction with Christopher Tolkien. He's one of the few scholars who's left who actually worked with Christopher at any point in time. Which is how he got access to all of these things that hadn't been released to the public yet. So I'm excited. I'm hoping for more uh, Bimble Bay writing, which is like a real, real, real deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to tell people what that is? Tolkien wrote a series of three poems about a fictional place called Bimble Bay. And they're really interesting poems. One of them's about a dragon, which, I mean, of course it is. But one of them <laughs> is specifically about um, these old uh, advertisements that happened in europe after world war ii trying to get people to go visit the coast and it's basically all shitting on the coast of england it's fantastic <laughs> oh, nice so it's just tolkien throwing shade i mean tolkien's a he's a curmudgeon he's a crotchety old man and i fucking love that about him <laughs> all right Moving on, in DC television news, David Ramsey, who played John Diggle slash Spartan on Arrow, is apparently coming back to the Flareoverse, the Berlantiverse, whatever you want to call it. They haven't really said how just yet, but um, he, he is going to also direct five episodes in Supergirl's final season, but he's also going to be coming back in a role of some sort. Um, and 
anybody that saw the finale of Arrow saw John Diggle open up a box that had something glowing and green inside it, which says to people that he's going to be a Green Lantern, which I'm totally down with. If they like somehow shoehorn him into John Stewart, I'm okay with that. Sorry, you. I was completely tuned out <laughs> while you guys were talking about the stuff, and I came back about halfway through you talking about John Diggle. So yeah. that's God cool. Damn it, Mark. Sorry, I, I just <laughs> I was gone. Like I was having an out of body experience. <laughs> Let's see. Fucking movie stars continue to be disappointing because now Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri in Black Panther and is set to probably be the next Black Panther, has been posting fucking anti-vax shit on Mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah. And like saying that, you know, she's always had some skepticism about vaccines and shit like that. And like, God fucking damn it. Like, we've been over this how many times in the past? Like, 100 years at this point, or whatever. (sighs) I don't want to get all SJW here, but, like, people of color have a reason to mistrust the pharmaceutical industry and the government. I know, know, but still, like, especially when you have a platform like that, you need to be more responsible in terms of what you're sharing. Because, you know, propagating that kind of thing is just not responsible. Yeah. Anyways. This is the most I've ever talked during the news. It is. It it's is. probably the least I've ever talked during the news. So. <laughs> well, Mark, this is something I give no shits about, but um, I thought that you might because have you ever, do you have any investment whatsoever in Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, I was, uh, I loved the original okay. set of Metal Gear, like, like the original Metal Gear game. For That's NES. what I thought. Yeah, Solid okay. through the uh, PlayStation series of consoles or whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Anyways, we got a major piece of casting in the movie version of Metal Gear Solid that is being made. Oscar Isaac is apparently just going to play everything in Hollywood now because he is going to play Solid Snake, the lead character in the Metal Gear Solid movie. Assuming they ever actually make this movie, they've been talking about it since like Metal Gear Solid came out. So good luck. But that would be I'd take Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, he's still got like that fucking Podameron Disney Plus series. Like he's got a bu- like he's becoming basically the Taika Watiti kind of thing like of like 2020, right? Like he's been yeah. announced as attached to so many things and it'll be interesting to see how many of those actually come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd like to see uh, like them try to manage a Metal Gear movie cuz that the story of that game is weird. So, yeah. It would be interesting to see how they do that, but I like I'm on board and I like Oscar Isaac, so yeah. I mean, I have total faith because you know Hollywood always does a fantastic job with. Uh, yeah, well, that's the problem. The video, video games. games. Yeah, it's always uh, kind of a crapshoot. So yeah, Metal Gear is one of the, like I guess it's one of the properties that you could do it right with, but we'll have to see who's you know actually putting it together and not just like who's starring in it. It's not like Uwe Boll or like Paul S. Anderson that's making it. So well, maybe no, it'll obviously, be okay. like with Oscar Isaac, I would assume he's going to be not work with like. I don't know, somebody who made Cybernator or something like that to make it. Like, it's no, going to be... Uh, it's apparently the uh, director of uh, Kong Skull Island. Oh, Trevorrow? Uh, oh, no. Uh, it's jo- Jordan Voigt-Robert. Maybe maybe, uh... maybe he's producing it then. I don't know. Okay. This article doesn't say. I'm not... Uh, that doesn't really instill me with tons of enthusiasm, but okay. <laughs> I just don't know who these people are kind of thing, so... Yeah. Anyways, that was everything I had. Did I miss anything? Not that I'm aware of. Besides more PlayStations coming out and nobody getting them? Yeah, well, nobody's going to get those till next year. So, you know, just cool your jets, kids. 
Only the bots get them. I, I get, well, I kept seeing stuff about, like, orders getting canceled on, like, bot systems and stuff like that. Like, scalpers, like, going on Twitter and saying, like, we got 1,500 of them. And then, like, Walmart canceling their order because oh, Walmart nice. can do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's kind of cool. But, like, other than that, yeah, it's still, I guess, the, like, the uh, the 3060s came out. So, like, the kind of mid-tier graphics cards from mm-hmm. NVIDIA. And, like, they, they're fucking gone. All the stuff that uh, AMD put out in the graphics cards a couple weeks ago, like, the two Radeons that came out fucking gone it's just it's bots suck so yeah. cool your jets it'll be in stores next year i guess <laughs> i'm pretty fucking over that as well but yeah all right uh well then i normally here we would do geek of the week but is anybody's geek of the week not our meat of the episode i mean i rewatched daredevil after that because i had like okay a hank ram but like it's not we don't need to do geek of the week it's fine <laughs> i'm no i have no problem skipping a segment and just getting to <laughs> I uh, I mean, you're welcome to talk about Daredevil. I know you can endlessly talk about Daredevil, but my geek of the week is definitely our meat of the episode. Daredevil, but it was just that I did that. I was working on that poster that I posted this week. I got 500 likes on that in like a day, which oh, is nice. pretty good for my tiny little uh, Instagram Insta? account. So, yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. All the Save Daredevil people were all over it. So mm-hmm. while I was finishing that, I, I put the first season on, and the first season led me through all three seasons, plus the Defenders. So, yeah, I rewatched Daredevil this week, and it was dope. So I'm sorry to everybody who posted on my drawing, I think, who are mostly podcast listeners, and they were uh, also rewatching Daredevil because I put it in their head. So I apologize <laughs> for Don't making apologize you watch something good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched Batman v Superman too last week. So I was like, I needed a superhero movie thing that didn't make me want to punch my TV to death. So Daredevil <laughs> fit that bill a lot better. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. Well, then we can move on to our meat of the episode. Meat's back on the menu, boys. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> So You're last so weekend, <laughs> last weekend was Alicia and I's uh, annual Middle Earth movie marathon. This year, done virtually due to plague, and we did it all online. And so, you know, had a, a sort of different crowd attending it. And uh, Mark got to attend most of it. I think majority of it, at least. I was there for. I think I missed like a little bit of the middle of each, like. Each I, miss, I miss well. I missed the middle of the middle of each trilogy. Yeah, so yeah. like I missed a bit of the two towers, and I missed a bit of is that smog De- desolation of yeah. smog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I missed a little bit of that one, but yeah, I was there for I was there for the fun parts, like late at night when we were all <laughs> lit up and shit. So, so uh, I, I was this would be, Holy fuck. <laughs> This would be a good chance for us to finally like kind of go in depth into. I know that I've mentioned it on the podcast multiple times before um but we've never really sort of talked about like where it came from and why it exists and sort of all the fun little shit that goes along with it so why we're having alicia on so that we can sort of go in depth into that so i guess first off for uh, i guess i should kind of for any of our new listeners that haven't heard me talk about this thing before we sit down sometime in like late november early december and watch through currently we watch through all six of the peter jackson middle earth movies the extended versions not the theatrical cuts because the theatrical cuts don't fucking exist in our world so it's all three of the hobbit movies uh, an unexpected journey desolation of smaug and the battle of five armies and then all three of the Lord of the Rings movies, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King, in that order. So chronological order as the events happen, not 
not as the movies came out to order. And normally it's in person and we have people over and there's drinking and carousing and food and shit. But obviously this year we couldn't do that. So yeah, Alicia, do you want to tell our listeners kind of how this whole thing came about originally? Yeah, so I'm a big nerd and I am borderline obsessed with the Lord of the Rings and have been um, since there's the no late borderline. It's, it, you can just say obsessed. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, okay, yeah, but I think I actually like Zelda more than I like Lord of the Rings. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> yeah, so I have been personally doing a marathon of the Lord of the Rings movies since all three extended editions came out every single December. It's just something I've always done. And uh, Tim and I moved in together and we did it on our own a couple of years. And then the Hobbit movies were on the verge of coming out. And we decided that we were going to have the party so we would watch the movies and then like maybe go see the Hobbit movies with people who came over to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. And after the last Hobbit movie was released in its extended edition format, we decided that we were just going to do all six movies all in one go, 21 solid hours. <laughs> And it was also a drinking game. So because there was that competitive drinking game part of it, I then decided to make a little statue that we call the Golden Dragon. That's literally an action figure on top of a piece of wood that I then spray painted gold. <laughs> and so the person who comes, sleeps the least, and uh, participates in the spirit of the drinking game gets the dragon unless there are multiple people and there's like a trivia contest to figure out who gets the dragon, but you get the dragon, you write your name on the bottom of it. You get to keep the dragon for a year. You come back the next year and then so on and so on and so on. This was our fifth or sixth one. Um, I guess. Cause I think the last Hobbit movie came out in 2016. Cause well, it came out in theaters in 2015. Wasn't it? Were they like 2012, you know, 2011 or 2014 and you would fucking think i would remember because i saw it in the theaters like five different times so yeah so battle of five armies came out in 2014 so i guess the first year that we would have been able to do all six would have been 2015 so this would have been our six our this is our six right because including 2020 okay fair yeah Yeah. would have been our sixth year of doing all six movies together and then what previous to that we did it what like three years where it was just the lord of the rings movie something like that something like that yeah yeah. We didn't initially make it into a social event. It just kind of became that because it was something we were doing anyway. I, th- I think that was me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that I, fucking I, makes sense. Like I'm a social person and I was like this is fun like you know we should by that time we were having our cocktails and cupcakes parties I think pretty much every month and I think maybe I just suggested like you know, we'd been doing like Christmas parties kind of thing for our December cocktails and cupcakes. And I just said like, why don't we just like put these two together and we'll have like our viewing become a party. And so we did that. And maybe I don't if, I guess it was, was it maybe that even that first year that we found the drinking game online? Uh, it, it Yeah, it was definitely the first year. The drinking game predates the golden dragon. Because uh, yeah. I didn't think that it was worth a trophy until you had to sit through all six movies because you <laughs> need something to, make it through the hobbit movies right yeah so this this drinking game exists on the internet and i think the it, it was by somebody on deviantart that the deviantart doesn't even exist anymore yeah it was uh, her deviantart name was like wuggly ump or something like that yeah um and if you can still find it online kind of circulating around if you search like lord of the rings drinking game um drink till you're in middle earth 
and it's like got the rules on it and it's got some little cute little cartoony illustrations and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, the drinking game is, has become like just, you know, a kind of crucial part of it and is, can be brutal if you're not being careful. So it is, I'm, I'm trying Actually, to- we can document that. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I just came back to life here. Uh, but we, there is a document of how <laughs> there is just fucking shit faced these guys get <laughs> when they do this. I'll look up the number though and get back well, to it's, you. It's not a number. It's like our no, only, it's a bonus it's like episode. The only bonus episode that we've ever done. <laughs> and I think it was like 2017 or something like that. I guess because it was 2016 or 2017. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember um, what one. But it's like it's way back, like probably in the first 50ish episodes somewhere. Like it's tucked in that kind of range. Yeah, that was that was a 21 hour year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, it was a 21 hour year because I was watching that one on Twitch because I had per- like quasi participated before, just kind of like poking in to see what how drunk Tim is. Basically, that's basically what I was doing before was <laughs> just checking on Tim to see like how shit faced he was. Well, because what we used to do was for the maybe the last like three years or so before this, we or Alicia like streamed it on our Twitch channel. I think there was one year that we like streamed it on like Facebook Live, which fucking sucked because like the streams are all would like cut off at like every four hours or something like that yeah i remember the facebook live year was not great because that was that was a more recent year too that was like last year the year before i think yeah it was was a couple years ago and it was kind of a kind of a fucking mess it was also like tough because like we were splitting our fucking attention between the stream i mean sometimes we were like barely fucking looking at the stream and shit like that and so like people would comment and by the time because like they weren't on webcam or like or on microphone, we couldn't actually hear them. So like they'd fucking peace out by the time we actually saw that they'd commented. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. it's like it's the bonus episodes between episode twenty two and twenty three, which episode twenty two is titled Blood Orgy for some reason, and I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That's back when you were just like random. Uh, yeah, I love old Mark just randomly naming these fucking episodes, whatever he felt like in the moment. <laughs> I'm sick of fucking editing this shit. What yeah. do I got? Blood orgy. Fuck it. <laughs> so I guess we can go into the rules for the drinking game. I guess I'll go through the ones for the uh, Lord of the Rings movies. Then Alicia, since you just kind of redid them, you can go through the ones for the Hobbit movies. Sure. So the, the drink rules for the Lord of the Rings drink till you're in Middle Earth drinking game. There's two different modes. There is just sort of the normal mode. And then there's also like a few rules if you want to do quote unquote hardcore mode the normal mode is you drink when there's a close-up of the ring when there is a panoramic scenery shot in all caps with exclamation point when mary and pippin get up to shenanigans when frodo wanders away from the group when gandalf goes serious wizard mode uh, when there is an intimate moment between frodo and sam whenever legolas doesn't understand emotions or says something obvious which is fucking every time he's on screen anytime that frodo looks like he's jizzing himself or uh, every time that the entire fellowship is on screen. Anybody that has the least bit of... Well, I'll go to the hardcore mode first. Hardcore mode is uh, Aragorn does something badass. Legolas looks into the distance, which is what he does when he's on screen, and he's not failing to understand human emotions or saying something obvious. Or the ring is referred to as precious. Anybody that... (laughs) Yeah. I actually didn't know the rules before, like, officially. (laughs) Um, How are you still alive? You're a tiny... (laughs) Tiny little hobbit man. And that's a fucking lot of drinking. It I know. is. And so anybody that has any familiar whatsoever with these movies will realize that like this drinking game is 
kind of deviously formulated to get you just wrecked during the first movie. Yeah. Like even during like the first half hour of fellowship, because like there's the like half so hours many all panoramic shots. I know all this, these movies are, or is like, <laughs> I was now I understand why that kid was screaming panorama so much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was like a rule rule. I was like, oh, is that a thing? But holy shit. Yeah, every 15 seconds, there's a new panoramic shot. And then it's followed up directly with a cut to a new, completely distinct panoramic shot. Yep. Yep. And you have to drink for every separate one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. And and also, like, there's there's so many close-ups of the ring in that, like, first, like, half hour or so of of Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. And then by the time you're halfway through Fellowship of the Ring, it's like, oh, man, I'm finally getting a breather. And then it's like... You get fucking double whacked a bunch of times, phrasing, because it's It's panoramic shots of the entire fellowship running through fucking Middle Earth. Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And there are some of these that, like, you know, there are definitely subject to interpretation because, like, you know, you can make an argument that Frodo just always looks like he's jizzing himself. You can make arguments that, like, you know, Frodo has wandered away from the group basically any time after the first movie ends <laughs> shit yeah. like that yeah so. the frodo has want has wandered away from the group rule is the one that gets forgotten the least or the most because yeah. like panorama happens so often like you never really forget about it aragorn's always being badass Turns legolas is always being a fucking idiot like a lot <laughs> of them are really easy to keep track of but frodo wandering away from the group for whatever reason is the one we always forget about and it's kind of self-regulating because people get if people get drunk enough, they forget about that rule. If they're not drunk enough yet, they're like looking for excuses to fucking drink. And they're like, wait a minute, Frodo's wandered away from the group. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I need to drink again. <laughs> so, I mean, ultimately, the key is to drink very small sips. Uh, I tend to drink usually between 12 and 15, like 12 to 16 ounce beers during each trilogy whereas i drink about that much throughout both of the trilogies because (laughs) i know how to take tiny sips and my husband does not i also take (laughs) i take much smaller sips than i do normally but still (laughs) maybe not as small as i possibly could and so i mean it really is you know that consider that the the lord of the rings movies that's over a course of uh 12 hours for the extended editions when you count like all the Credits, which that's another rule is we we do sit through all of the credits, including the fucking like listing of every single person that was in the fan club leading up to these movies coming out. Partially so that, you know, people can go off and like get food or go to the bathroom or whatever. Partially just so your fucking livers get a break for like 20 minutes or something like that as well. And people just don't understand that this is it. It's called a marathon for a reason. It is a marathon, but there are always people that try and sprint. Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll talk about a little more later when we talk about this year's marathon. For The Hobbit, Alicia, do you want to talk about the evolution of The Hobbit drinking game rules? Yeah, sure. So um, after the first Hobbit movie, the same person who made The Lord of the Rings rules made one for just the first movie of The Hobbit. And then she never updated them. And I actually contacted her and asked her, hey, will you please extend these rules for the full trilogy? Because I use them every year uh, as a drinking game for a party and then she never fucking got back to me so last year which was supposed to be you know our last big hurrah in atlanta it was 
Right, well, yeah, but we most of those people showed up at the party True. this year because, you know, the world's on fire. It was our last in-person Georgia Middle Earth Marathon. Yeah, so to kind of like send that off, we decided that one of the things we were going to do was to make new drinking rules for the Hobbit trilogy because the ones for just the first movie were okay for the first movie, but then for the second and third movies, meh. Yeah, some of them didn't really happen in the second and third movies and shit. And yeah. Yeah. So we have updated those, and uh, the rules for this year were: you drink when there was an obligatory obligatory panoramic scenery shot. Gandalf is a damn sassy wizard. Thorin has tantrum. Story time exposition with Balin. Uh, <laughs> you drink for every dwarf that Gandalf counts. Vomit worthy Keely Toriel googly eyes. Fuck science in quotation marks. <laughs> Which is mostly fuck physics, but can be expanded upon. And mostly Legolas, but also yeah. has some other yeah uh, incidents. Nah, as that well. barrel scene definitely was yeah. like oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was some like nineteen ninety two fucking video game physics right there. Oh, I, hate, like, oh, I hate that what? shit so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great uh, from where I was sitting either. So Bilbo gets separated from the dwarves. Bilbo solves a problem while the dwarves argue, and Thranduil is fabulous. <laughs> and if you are playing hardcore mode, which is the only fucking way to play this goddamn game, uh, so you drink when someone says Baggins or Took. Bilbo is an awkward background character, which will fuck you in the third movie. And <laughs> someone in the audience bitches about the books or about it being three movies. <laughs> which is like constantly happening 100 percent. yeah yeah also <laughs> happens a, a lot yeah so th- i mean that was i thought that was a nice send-off you know we crowdsourced those rules so like you know we kind of had people suggest them as we were watching the hobbit movies last year and told everybody in advance that's what we were doing and then we kind of uh, had a long list and alicia and i sat down before the marathon this year and kind of called that out and came up with this this some of these rules are rules from the original hobbit an unexpected drinking game that this wuggly ump person did. Um, but most of them are ones that we came up with after the fact. Indeed. So, Shout yeah. out to Rebecca, Grace, Celia, and Steven for coming up with most of those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that is kind of the legacy of those. I guess the other thing that we need to mention uh, that we've kind of already given some allusion to is that we've switched back and forth on the format of the six movie version of the marathon to great contention by number a number of people. So there have been some years that we have just done it all six movies back to back. As soon as one movie ends, the next one goes in, um, in which case it does end up being about 21 hours straight of Middle Earth movies. We started at noon. It ends at 9 a.m. essentially. Yeah, it ends at 9 a.m. the following morning, so people have to. I could do it. People have to like go out into the fucking light at the end of it after having, in some cases, like drank for 21 hours straight. So there's that way, and then there's we. I've also, uh, and this is the way we did it this year, done it where we split it up over across two days. So like you watch all of the Hobbit movies one day, which are about nine hours, and then you watch all the Lord of the Rings movies the next day, which are about 12 hours. Which is bullshit. <laughs> Which Alicia thinks is cheating. It 100% is because you actually have to work to get the dragon on the 21 hour years. And then the other year, it it always comes down to a trivia contest if we split it over two days because like there's no... It's easy to stay awake for 12 hours. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say there is no way I could ever win 
on like the split day one because like I can outlast everybody drinking, yeah. but like I can't win a trivia contest in Tolkien because like the, the question you asked, I was like, can I use Wikipedia? Because otherwise, <laughs> fuck you guys. Like, and that- I had to use Wikipedia to check that one. <laughs> Huh. Well, there you well, go. You, so. you weren't you weren't present for all the movies, anyways, so you disqualified no, yourself I know, by having to sure. fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I had li- like a like a life. <laughs> well, that's why I like left a Zoom call. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, exactly. That's why I like having both options. Is that some years we can get people that are like just there for the endurance challenge of all six movies back to back and that might not necessarily be really strong in like Tolkien trivia or whatever. And then some years you get to award it the trophy to somebody that is like a true fucking Tolkien aficionado kind of thing. And so we, we've had both. We've definitely had both in terms of the people that have won. What this boils down to is I've kind of lost control over my own fucking event <laughs> because if, if it were up to me, every year would be the full 21 hours and it would always happen on the first weekend in December because that is how I like to live my life. <laughs> go hard or go home. Yeah, but we definitely do have people who have historically come to almost all of these parties who have very strong beliefs about it not being 21 hours and us not starting with the Hobbit movies because you're fresh and ready to enjoy a movie and it's the fucking Hobbit movies. And then by the time the Lord of the Rings movies come on, you're tired, you're shit, <laughs> yeah, you're shit hammered, like nothing's really enjoyable anymore. And to that I say, then you don't fucking deserve the Golden Dragon because you haven't put in the fucking work for it. <laughs> There you go. Tell us what, <laughs> tell us how you really feel, sweetie. Yeah, like uh, don't hold back. Just, like, <laughs> unload. Um, also, Tim, I'm going to mute myself and leave the room real quick. <laughs> She's getting that angry. angry that I'm not comfortable with. Basically, just delegitimize some certain people's wins. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm just going to walk away. Bye. <laughs> To be fair, the year that to be fair, sorry, to be fair, the year that Stephen won, which we'll talk about a little later. Uh, I mean, he was both a Tolkien fanatic and he lasted the 21 hours. Yeah. So, Steven's a special kind full, of guy though. Full you know props. I mean? like, full props to Steven. Steven, yeah. Being, yeah. Steven, who you heard on our podcast just a couple weeks ago. So yeah, he's a jeopardy champion. He's a different breed. You know what I mean? They come from a different stock. So yeah, he did fail at the trivia challenge this year though. He did. He came in second. <laughs> yeah. That's not too shit. He did. He did. He did try to win on a technicality, and I had to call him out on it. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the other thing to sort of point out with these marathons is like, you know, these people are watching these movies, but like we're talking through the whole fucking thing. Oh yeah. You you don't you don't come to this marathon if you actually want to watch the movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's MST. 3K stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's like the not safe for work version of Mystery Science Theater 3000 or like Rift Tracks or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, just with a lot more cursing and pornography wow. and shit. Basically. Like a lot more, not like a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> just like a little more. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that has kind of become a staple of these is that we all have filthy minds and everybody tries to come up with basically entendres based on phrases or locations or whatever 
from the movies that we end up calling Middle Earth sex acts, and many of them end up on my Facebook page. Yeah, this is the one I'm good at. I was having a good time with these. <laughs> you were. You're getting some good ones. Some of the ones yeah, that you did uh, definitely ended up on my Facebook. That's how I want to close. That's how I'm going to close out this episode. Okay. I'm going I'm to list all the ones that we said this year. Because I think the first couple you put up, I think I was like, oh, that's mine. I feel good about myself <laughs> right now. I said something funny. Sense, sense of accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm hilarious. <laughs> So let's see. I mean, there's other stuff that I want to kind of highlight about these marathons in terms of various things that have happened over the years. I guess probably the most notable is Stephen Grade, our Jeopardy champion friend who won the marathon before he'd been on Jeopardy. And this, I guess that was in, he went in, they got married in 2017. So I guess it must've been 2016 that he won, Mm -hmm. which was the first year that we were in, in our house in Atlanta. And yeah, so he won the marathon and he, it did come down to a trivia contest that he won that year. There was some hurt feelings, I think, but yeah. people got over it eventually. And because he is also like huge fan. I mean, he's a huge movie fan, as our listeners know. He's a big fan of these movies in particular and, and Lord of the Rings in general. He knows a lot about the lore and stuff like that. And then after he won it, so he won it in December 2016 and then it was... I guess it was 20, was it 2017? No, can't have been 2017. must have been after that. I can't even remember when he was first on Jeopardy at this point. But anyway, sometime in the next two years after that, he had his first run on Jeopardy just in like their normal season um, where he won five days in a row. And on one of the days... Uh, it was actually, the day that he lost. Well, no, on two of the days. Because <laughs> one, on one day he mentioned the Middle Earth Marathon. Oh, no, shit. He, oh, it was both times that he fucking lost, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, both so times first, he mentioned us, he lost. Yeah, so the <laughs> night the the night that he uh, ended his streak uh, after his fifth, yeah, his th- this was on his sixth day. He'd won five days in a row. On his sixth day, like his little you know fun fact when Alex came around to him was that he was a big Lord of the Rings fan, and he talked about how he had friends that did an annual Middle Earth movie marathon where we watch all the movies 21 hours back to back, and that he had won the marathon by winning the trivia challenge at the end, and that he won the Golden Dragon. Oh, and uh, in between these two events, he had used the Golden Dragon as the cake topper on his groom's cake at their wedding that we attended. Because uh, he was just so proud of it, and his mother had to like put like wax paper under it because she was like, "This is just spray paint. We should not put this on a cake." Yeah. Smart woman. <laughs> Smart woman. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all of a sudden, our fucking marathon was Jeopardy famous, and then unfortunately, he that was his last night of his of that streak. But then he did get to go back for the tournament of champions, and I think made it. Was it semi? semifinals he made it to where he lost against that what, James what's his name not remember his name now that like was just broken a bunch of records and stuff like that and was like a just total savant at Jeopardy but that night that he ended his run on the tournament of champions he told Alex Trebek that he was going to use some of his winnings from Jeopardy to go on a trip to New Zealand for the 20th anniversary of Fellowship of the Ring, which is the trip that we are planning for next year, hopefully assuming that fucking New Zealand is open again in late 2021. So that was, I think, you know, it's I just like now I can call our Middle Earth Marathon Jeopardy famous and I like that. 
Yeah, it was pretty crazy when it happened because one of my friends was watching Jeopardy and recorded him talking about the marathon and like <laughs> ended up sending it to me. She's like, oh my God, Alicia, is this your marathon? Yeah, I had a bunch of well, because every you know, because they knew on the show that he was live, uh, from Atlanta, and so I yeah, I had a number of friends too that were like, "Is this guy like a friend of yours? Like, does he come to your marathons?" He's like, "Yep, that's us." <laughs> so we were like vaguely famous for, in the in the Jeopardy circles for like two two nights or something like that. What else has happened over the years? We've added like little twists and shit like that. Some years, um, there was. One year that we encouraged everybody to bring drinks in cans instead of bottles and stuff. Oh, and we mm-hmm. and we did wizard staffs. So which is like totally fucking like frat bro thing to do. But we had everybody basically like every drink you would finish, you would tape that drink onto the can like tape the cans together until you had a wizard staff at the end of the whole thing now is there you're gonna tell me there's video footage of this right there are pictures there's pictures there's pictures for sure of the of the staffs and i think like when we got to fellowship of the ring everybody like got their staffs and like did the like you shall not pass with yeah with gandalf with their wizard staffs (laughs) and i specifically ordered brown duct tape online so that the wizard staffs would like look vaguely like wooden staffs yeah that was two years ago that was the year that grace won so grace's yeah. uh picture victory of, picture yeah it was her holding the dragon and this like stack of cans taller than she is yes because <laughs> grace is also a short hobbity person yes yeah yeah so mark right now is just questioning his friendship with both of us i think <laughs> confirmed (laughs) uh let's see one year when we did all the movies in one setting 21 hours back to back i did like a i planned out a whole hobbit meal schedule so like i like did like before the marathon started we had breakfast and then we did second breakfast and 11 z's and luncheon and tea and dinner and supper and the whole fucking thing and it turns out it's really difficult to eat a full meal every three fucking hours for like a full day yeah especially especially when you're you're drinking drinking like a fucking jerk off yeah Because, like, that's going to cause some other issues, too. Yeah, so, like, I was wondering, by the time, like, fucking, like, luncheon came around, everybody was like, no, I'm good, man. I don't need any more food. Speaking <laughs> of uh, breakfast and second breakfast, uh, one of the things that Tim tends to do when we're having these in person is throw fucking apples at people. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when Aragorn, I've only done that maybe the last, like, year or two. But, yes, when Aragorn does, like, his whole... Uh, Mary and Pippin do their whole thing. I I don't think he's heard of second breakfast and Aragorn starts chucking apples at them. Yeah, I just thought last or a couple of years ago, it'd be fun to start chucking apples at people in our living room. Is this uh, at one of these ones where like we were in a 21 hour marathon? Because it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like super social Tim thinks this is going to be funny and it's just going to end up getting me punched in the face. (laughs) No, I think that was something I'd actually planned ahead of time. Yeah, it it 100% was. And I was like, maybe, maybe no? Yeah, maybe you're going to get punched in the face. I did make sure Somebody's going to hit you. I did make sure that like people weren't holding drinks and shit when I was doing it. Although, there's always spillage at these things. Yeah. Like, I I don't think we've had anything really like catastrophic, but yeah. It does happen. Yeah, it definitely does happen. And I mean, people always like bring their own foods as well to contribute. Uh, our friend Becca, uh, who was on the podcast when we talked, um, she's one of the people that's involved with the OneRing.net. 
she usually brings donuts uh, or other baked goods. Yeah, we've got friends that bring all kinds of stuff. We've got our friends that do those like crazy um, Baggins birthday parties and Star Wars parties and stuff like that. Sometimes one of them will come and send along like their lembas bread recipe and shit like that and so always tons of food to eat and then the last couple of years when we've done it uh, over the weekend after american thanksgiving we've always got uh, thanksgiving leftovers too so that's kind of become a tradition is people will just gorge on our thanksgiving leftovers and help us get through those more quickly before we get sick of them what else i mean well this year we had Brittany, and Brittany is uh yeah, it was doing some data science. science. Well, I, we're going to talk about this year. I want to, okay. uh, you know me, I'm fucking organized as shit. I'm trying to like do this from like a historical standpoint. And then we'll talk, we'll talk about this year. There was the year that I had like a special drink in between each movie that was like a shot or something like that. And that was a fucking terrible idea because you don't need another fucking reason to drink during this thing. No, you really don't. I just got way too drunk that year. Let's see. And there is always somebody that goes fucking way too hard at the start and gets way too drunk, way too fast yep. <laughs> or almost always I'll say, you know, but there's, that there's definitely people that are just like, yeah, drinking game. Let's fucking just chug this. And I'm like, was there, we, I can edit this up. Was there somebody this year that got like fucking 100%. We'll get <laughs> there. Sure? Yeah. Okay. I didn't really notice <laughs> you. That might've been when you were away possibly, but there definitely was someone. Oh, I, guess, I was there for like the evenings. You know what I mean? Like I was probably on no, from... during the day. Yeah. During yeah. The day. Movies during the oh, day. Okay. It was at okay. like two o'clock oh, in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might've, I might've I had bounced out for a minute. Which was yeah, like okay. 12 o'clock clock for this guy because he's in new mexico yeah oh, okay but that's the whole thing like it is it this whole this is like a fucking ordeal right like if even if you do it over two days but more so if you do it over one very long day like by the time it's all done it is emotionally taxing especially if you get like emotionally invested in these movies like alicia and i and a lot of our friends do you do feel like you've been on a journey it might not feel like necessarily you've been to fucking mordor and back but like by the end, a lot of the people are like so invested. Like, there's always crying during the Grey Havens. I'm comfortable enough in my masculinity to say that, like, I openly weep at like Frodo saying goodbye to Merry and Pippin and Sam. Okay, so one of my favorite me- uh, memories of this fucking marathon was the last time we did it. In, I think it was the last time we did it, the 21 hours. Tim passed the fuck out in the middle of Intmoot in Two Towers. And then I had to do the disc changes because usually he does the disc changes. And I had to switch over to Return of the King and do the Return of the King disc change. So he's like asleep all this fucking time. Passed out, yeah. Yeah, just behind me on this like little box that was behind our couch and he just passed the fuck out. And then right as they got to the Grey Havens, he just like jerks awake and starts ugly crying like in my goddamn ear while i'm trying to watch this fucking just sobbing and like everyone else was at that point like quietly crying and then he starts in on his bullshit and we all just kind of like stop and look at him like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) it was amazing yeah wow 
And that's the other thing with like the 21 hour versions is like I have I have a difficult time staying awake through like two towers. I'll usually like wake up at some point during Return of the King, but I I often have a nap. But I mean, I'm not in contention. Yeah, I, I usually end up falling asleep during Return of the King. Yeah. But I'm not in contention for the statue anyways, so the trophy anyways, so <laughs> Yes, that definitely happened. I was definitely ugly crying during Grey Havens. It's fucking so emotional. Loudly, man. So loudly. Like yeah. I couldn't even hear the fucking movie anymore. <laughs> Just like Tim wailing in my fucking ear. <laughs> Yeah, at least like there. Yeah, there, it was interesting because like there were definitely people that were crying that were like then started laughing. <laughs> and so they were like cry laughing. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I feel like you'd be getting the blankest stare ever for me at that point. But, uh, like, I'd be like trying to leave. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm fucking leaving. I'd be doing do like this. doing like the SpongeBob. Like, I'd am out. Yeah, like, fuck this out. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Wait, is he crying? Oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. No, 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 no. I'm gone. I don't know. I, so, do, Alicia, do you have any other, like, stories or, or anything like that from past years? Oh, man. I guess there was always Eleanor, and we're probably going to talk about Eleanor again later, yeah. who is, uh, yeah, our friends Ian and uh, Regina, or mostly Regina, comes to the marathons. Ian doesn't really drink, and he hates being around drunk people. Fair. Which fair yeah, I, totally fair yeah i don't know i'm a stoner i was this. having a rough time just listening to a zoom call so well like and i'm always like you know I, it's great when like people like show up like part way through the marathon like just to say hi or anything like that part of me is like you know sometimes they like just jump in for like 20 minutes and then leave and like oh where'd they go and then part of me remembers like oh yeah we're all fucking wrecked and that person just came in totally sober yeah totally sober so, yeah <laughs> like this, i can't blame them <laughs> tip for anyone who wants to like do that during one of these marathons come in at the beginning yeah <laughs> Come in like an hour or two from the beginning. Or do like six shots, wait a half hour, and then get on. Yeah. That yeah, way you'll be yeah. kind of caught up with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm like basically once I like did dabs, I was like, oh, okay, I'm all I'm all right now. Like I'm fine <laughs> now. But. but uh but yeah, Regina and Ian have a uh, daughter named Eleanor who like is twelve, 12 now. now. She was and eight I think was when like, this happened. Yeah, eight eight or nine. Eight yeah. was it? So it was the first time that, that Gina brought her to the marathon, like they're you know, pretty like free range parent kind of thing. Oh yeah, um, really? And aren't aren't you know <laughs> they they don't particularly try and like shield her from a lot of stuff. Uh and so I've gone on vacation know, with Regina and Eleanor before. So yeah. yeah. And so Regina yeah, I was gonna say like I, I would think I made a fisting joke before I realized you guys had a child. Because <laughs> I'll just make fucking weird jokes. Like Tim knows Tim knows full well what I'm capable of like just in the middle of the day. Yeah. And like, I'm sure I said some wacky shit. And then I was like, wait, is that a, a kid? <laughs> oh, I'm going to get real quiet now. Like, just going to get awkwardly quiet. No, now. it was fine. <laughs> Eleanor knows. But but the first time that Regina brought Eleanor, Eleanor was stone cold sober. But like, obviously, you know, yeah, she's, she's a child. Child. I mean, I guess I guess that. I guess we that don't judge on dance for what's saying, but we don't judge how you raise your kids. Yeah, that's, that's the other podcast. There's another <laughs> podcast. They might do that. We don't do that. Here. Yeah. I just uh, want to make fair. sure that we're Fuck not liable kid, for kids yeah. being yeah, drunk exactly. in our house. I don't want to get that. A, I don't want to get a phone call or some shit. Get put yeah. on a list. We're already on enough list. You're definitely on a list. You put this podcast out with me every week. So like, <laughs> so, sorry, buddy. <laughs> and Eleanor, like 
took it upon herself to be the enforcer for the drinking game. You're missing the oh. cutest part. She came by with a fucking carton of LaCroix and was drinking she with did. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's drinking LaCroix, like, you know, one can at a time kind of thing. And she was, like, enforcing the drinking game. Like, you know, at the point where, like, everybody's drunk. A little blurry. Too, too, uh, yeah, a little blurry and, like, probably right, you know. Doesn't need uh, to be drinking that much exactly, anymore. Also. Exactly. You know, it's probably for the best that they're missing some of the instances of the drinking game rules. She was there fucking, like, keeping everybody honest and being like, oh, wait a minute. Isn't that Frodo wandering away from the group? And we're like, oh, fuck off, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got a fucking drink. Yeah, that got, I think that got set on a couple channels this this time out. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was another fun memory. Well, I mean, we've had times. I guess like one of the earliest ones we had where we did all the movies back to back. There was only like two people with us at the end, right? It was like Joel and Brandon. It was, and Brandon had slept more than Joel. <laughs> yeah, like Joel, like is basically a functional alcoholic, and I think he slept like maybe 20 minutes or something like that through all the movies and brandon i think like passed out and slept through like maybe an hour and a half or two hours of return of the king or something like that there's been all kinds of people over the years that have come and just not understood what they were getting into either in terms of like the level of nerdery we were going to get into because like there's always fucking like deep tolkien lore discussions that happen in between the middle or sex acts Mm -hmm. or didn't know what they were getting into in terms of drinking like there will be people that will show up with like a sick pack and be like i'm fucking ready guys and then like by the end of the first movie they're like do i have time to go to the beer store go to the go to the liquor store or whatever well now you can just uber eats that shit you know know? (laughs) like just get somebody to deliver it for you so actually pandemic times may have helped (laughs) the marathon out you know because like now you just be able to get booze delivered to you yeah We used to live a block away from a liquor store, so people would just like walk there and come back. Yeah, in between the movies and then come back. Where you guys are now is probably a block away from a liquor store, too. So (laughs) they're everywhere in Ontario for some reason. No, we've got a little further than that. But um, and then the other, there have definitely been people that have like been like, oh, I'd I'd love to come, but I have this other thing, so maybe we'll go to it and then come later. And then a lot of the time, it's like Christmas parties, right? Because it's we have them that time of year. So we've had people have like gone to like their office Christmas party or whatever and then come to the marathon and been like dude that was just fucking a garbage party this is so much more fun than what i was just at so god there was one year that someone it was before we moved into the house someone came to the marathon and was like oh shit i have to leave put on a christmas sweater left went to their christmas party and then fucking came back to the marathon (laughs) it was marty wasn't it it may have been Marty, actually. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, I mean, like, office Christmas parties suck. So, like, generally speaking, yeah. 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 You go there, you know, to get liquored up and then go do something more fun. Yeah. There's no way you can get drunk enough at an office Christmas party to keep up with us during the marathon, though. Uh, I guess it depends on the Christmas party. Yeah, that's, Them that's fighting words, Twitter's first talk. Of all. Yeah, that's fighting <laughs> words, first of all. But second of all, yeah, that is true. As long as you're taking a taxi to where you're going next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Any other memories or stories that you have of marathons past, sweetie? I mean, to be perfectly fair, a lot of my memories of past marathons are pretty blurry. Yeah. I was actually kind of, I'm kind of surprised you guys can remember anything from these marathons. <laughs> so, like, kudos to both of you for being high-functioning alcoholics, basically. That's good. <laughs> it's crazy, I mean, though, because, like, I don't drink that much. I only drink, like, maybe once a month at this point. Because I, I, I'm a social drinker, right? And uh, then we go on this party and shit goes off the rails. But 
I'm German. That's what I attribute it to. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is the only like time of the year that I do like extended binge drinking yeah. for you know twenty plus hours in a single weekend kind of thing. I've definitely had doctors tell me to stop doing <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, do we have we have to say that right? Like we don't advocate binge <laughs> yeah. drinking. We're yeah. just talking about doing it a lot. Right. A so lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> only once a year, in moderation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hobbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hobbits aren't great at moderation. No. Let's see. So, oh, and I guess, oh, unofficial drinking game rules. Oh, yeah. We also drink when uh, there's a Peter Jackson cameo. Yeah. There's, there's a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, we got it they- constant in those movies, too. I know. Like that Wilhelm scream. Especially, like, in, I, the, especially yeah. in the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Way overused. Or someone says a chapter name, which is a fun one because you really get to see who the fucking Tolkien nerds are. Right? The book nerds are, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and we have started drinking like any time that there's somebody on screen who's passed away. So yeah. now we've got like Christopher Lee or Ian Holm. We'll toast to. Oh, Christopher Lee, rip. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah, let's talk about this year's marathon. So, yes, for the first time, we had to do the marathon like fully virtual. It was just Alicia and I and the dogs in our house. You know, we were. I was really excited to be moving up here and like sort of have, you know, I was, I was, we were definitely sad to be leaving our Georgia participants because they're great people. And we were, you know, there were tears shed at the end last year when everybody was kind of set in that it was going to be our last kind of in-person one that down there. Um, I don't know if any, there was some talk about like maybe some people Picking carrying on their tradition, mm-hmm. but obviously not this year. So we'll see if anybody does next year. Yeah. So like I, we were excited to have it up here and have like new people come that, you know, had said like, oh man, if you, once you guys are in Toronto, I'll totally come to that. It sounds like so much fun. And then fucking COVID happened. And obviously that couldn't actually happen in person. So we kind of adapted and did it uh, fully virtual and had like a much more involved online component than we had in the past. Uh, we did it all on Zoom. And I basically screen shared the movies on our media center. It actually worked pretty well because like you can stream the computer audio. There's like a setting in Zoom where you can optimize for sharing video. So the resolution looked pretty good. The audio was pretty good. Just had to like kind of adjust it here and there like for louder scenes. And we put the subtitles on. So if anybody's kind of looking for a solution to stream movies online and watch with friends and like it's not a movie that's on like one of the apps that has a watch party feature, then it's not a bad way to do it. And then the other benefit to that is that you could actually like see the other people that were on the call and you could, you know, they could talk and you could hear what they were saying. So, you know, we had like online commentary from everybody and yeah, I was apprehensive about it at first, but it ended up working out all right. The only major issue was getting like sound bleed from people's channels, like where you get the movie audio coming through, you know, if somebody had their movie sound turned up a little too high yeah so the the cool part about that was that we got to have quite a number of people that did join in for the first time ever uh that had never been with us before and that we got to have some of the people from georgia attend as well you know that we didn't necessarily think they were going to be able to we had everybody from like you know there were multiply published uh, tolkien scholars that are part of the mythopoeic society to accomplished Tolkien cosplayers. We had friends that don't really fall into either of those groups. I had one of the guys that I fucking went to like high school with and 
was he in my elementary school too? Might have been. This guy that I've known for like 25 years and haven't seen at least since I moved away to Georgia. I think he got me my first job at a fucking, uh, he did. He got me my first job at a convenience store in Brantford too. Uh, that joined, he joined for all of the Hobbit movies and like my like family members, like from out West and Alberta and shit like that too. So it was a very interesting group of people that attended some people who like, I don't really don't think they knew what they were <laughs> fucking getting into. Yeah. There's, there seemed to, there's some confused. I was kind of doing a little like zoom window watch and some people looked a little confused, like when they were popping in and stuff, it was kind of fun. <laughs> to see like the reactions to certain things especially if they hadn't like they didn't know you guys or like didn't know what this event was like yeah. because i'm coming in with like i listened i mean i edited that podcast that tim did that <laughs> so, like i like i knew what was up like i, I know what's going on so like i was kind of prepared for what you it was gonna into be the streams and shit in the past and- yeah yeah so like i knew what was up we have made it abundantly clear yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, like, your Facebook advertising was all, like, on point. Like, we swear constantly, and, like, yeah. you should listen to this episode of Tim's podcast, because this is about half as vulgar <laughs> as we'll probably be, and, like, that kind of shit. So, but, yeah, I still saw some faces, because, like, that's, you know, you're sitting there quietly just watching the movie. Like, you're not constantly talking. You're listening to everybody else talk, but I was just watching the faces, and, like, some of the faces were surprised, I think, would be the best way to describe it. <laughs> Incredulous. So, yeah, like, oh, my God, really, Tim? <laughs> Why did you say that? And you do a podcast with a guy that made that fisting joke? You guys are sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I invited um, a lot of people I go to conferences with because like I go to a bunch of Tolkien conferences and obviously I talk about this event because it's a really big event for me and it's a lot of fun. And most of the people I hang out with in conferences are people who like can hang. Yeah. But I just invited all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and and a couple showed up that like i definitely did not expect to and, and full fucking respect they hung in there yeah. and, and stuck it out through the whole thing and by the end we're saying like that was so much fun thank you for inviting me and these are like i, I should also say in terms of age i mean eleanor was there again this year she's yep. 12 years old that was our youngest participant and i don't know how old the oldest was but like i'm guessing pushing 70 so, like, a very wide range of people uh, and ages and maturities, although I don't think there was any correlation, really, between maturity and age well, the people no. that attended. Not if, really. If the three of us are any fucking <laughs> indication. No. And there's some of these people are people that, you know, aren't, maybe aren't the biggest fans of the Peter Jackson movies because they've known these stories for a lifetime before those movies even came out. Even the Lord of the Rings movies, I, I would guess probably everybody that was on the call has some affinity for the Lord of the Rings movies, even if maybe yeah. they don't agree with all of them. But uh, there were definitely some people that either had not seen the Hobbit movies at all or had not seen the extended editions. Mark, which of those categories do you fall into? Had you seen any of the Hobbit movies? Have I've seen, seen all the Hobbit I've seen them all. Okay. Yeah, I've seen them all. Not like with any, like I just watched them when they first came out on Blu-ray, I believe. Okay. I just didn't go to the theater to see any of them. Okay. I ended up seeing them all when the I wait I did wait till like all the extent so the year you guys probably did your first like twenty one hour one, uh-huh. I did do a similar thing where I sat down and watched all the Hobbit movies, like with all the extended all editions. The extended. Okay. Just once. That was the okay. only time I'd ever seen them. So this is the second time I sat through them. Mm-hmm. And uh they don't hold up at all. <laughs> and oh we're not reviewing them, right? That's good. But like yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> They they're uneven, uh, let's yeah. say, at the very least. At some point, we'll we'll have Alicia back and we'll do fucking proper 
dissecting those things. Wait, do we have to? That sounds like that's. Not, I mean, like I'd love to have Alicia back, but that sounds like a chore. I'm sure there's got to be better reasons to have Alicia back than we'll do the okay. Lord of the Rings movies first. That, okay, fine. When the when the 4K ones when the 4K ones are out, so we can do it whenever you want. Now I uh, I'll just get 4K. Man, we're not gonna get the 4K ones right when they like come out. We're not gonna get them until next year when the 20th anniversary edition comes out because they're supposed to have an additional New. special feature and as well as all the old special features. The one that is coming out this year doesn't have any special features on it and the cast commentary lord of the rings keeps me fucking going sometimes i've already downloaded the like the rings movies just to like look at at this point because i apparently they're quite nicely mastered so mm-hmm. i'm a nerd for that shit so i wanted to go take a look at them but yeah apparently they're quite nice i've heard the hobbit movies in particular are look a lot better now they look less yeah. like a video game well that's oof, that would be that might actually be worth taking a look maybe next year <laughs> But yeah, I mean, j- during the, the marathon this year, it was clear that some of these people had n- never seen the Hobbit movies before at all. Yeah. Or at the very least, hadn't seen the extended versions. And we got to see one of our participants who is one of the Mythopoeic Society members and one of the uh, older people that were on the call and, and, and that joined us realized that Peter Jackson had shoehorned Legolas into the Hobbit movies. So that was by far one of my favorite moments this year was getting to see that moment of realization on his face. The disappointment, the shock, the <laughs> awe. <laughs> Where he's like, wait, is that Legolas? What is happening? What the fuck? It's also like two times Legolas because he's fucking like Brock Lesnar Jack Beefy. <laughs> in that yeah. movie. Like he's so big. I mean, his his neck needs separate billing. God, in his that neck is so big. Well, I mean, his his neck probably gets separate billing as steroids because like... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's fucking like he's just swole as fuck. I was like, that's what I noticed more than anything. I was like, why is Orlando Bloom, who I know is this wafy dude, like <laughs> cut like Goldberg all of a sudden? I was like, what is happening here? Literally, yeah. the first time I watched that movie in the fucking theater, I turned to Tim and was like, what the fuck is wrong with his neck? <laughs> oh man, what was doing his trap workouts is what was fucking wrong with his neck. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> They shouldn't like digitally slim that shit down because like, especially if you watch all six movies back to back, his neck is like half the fucking size in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's like, did he get mm-hmm. sick in between? Like he must have <laughs> got sick. He lost a lot of mass. He had he had lap band surgery, Elvin lap band surgery in there it between is. the movies. Yeah. <laughs> stopped using the Elf HGH. <laughs> is that EGH? 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 Yeah. yeah. Elf, there you go. Elf yeah. growth hormone. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Let's see. Eleanor was back this year and was there for the majority of the call. Sassier than ever. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> couldn't mute that one. It's too one, bad. One way to put it. Yes, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was definitely. <laughs> she's definitely wanted to be very involved. You could tell. Yeah. In what was going on, and she really was, wanted that fucking dragon, man. She did really <laughs> want the dragon, and. Uh, at one point was actively getting in arguments with her dad because she was participating in the marathon instead of doing her homework. And she didn't mute her microphone for any no. of this. <laughs> no, I think that I was I, like, I was like, can somebody send this girl a DM? I'll just be like, <laughs> tell her she's not muted. Yeah. Like I can hear everything. Yeah. And like, oh, even man. these Hobbit movies are better than listening to somebody <laughs> like to listen, basically like relive my childhood where somebody's yelling at me to do my homework. You know, like, I'm like, I don't need this. 
I don't need this right now. Yeah. And then it even came down to at one point her having to leave early and being very disappointed because she did want to try and win the the Golden Dragon, although she would have absolutely bombed the trivia. Oh, 100%. But because her dad made her go to bed about like an hour or so before we finished the Lord of the Rings movies on Sunday because it was was a school night. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, peaceful ending to those movies. Yeah. And then, then there was Pablo. Oh, floor Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) Pablo, who decided that he was going, who who apparently hasn't been drinking much since pandemic started and decided that he was going to just go with a bottle of tequila. He downed an entire bottle of tequila the first day. I remember this because I remember him being on the floor, man. I totally yes. remember that part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on and board. So he got so hammered on tequila during the Hobbit yeah. movies that, like, during the second movie, I think, he had to have a little lay down on the floor. Oh, like, yeah, he was it, was, it was actually out. on his bed, but we yeah. still, like, were, you know, making fun of him like he was laying on the fucking floor. So, like, we could hear him. He was still, like, interacting with us. I think he still had his headset on. Yeah. But we could yeah, only, see his, we could only see his empty chair on the webcam. And yeah. so we we dubbed him Floor Pablo, and at one point, like just to prove he was still alive, he waved at us with his foot. <laughs> I was fucking there for that. I totally remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That was a little later in the afternoon because I was baked by then, though. So like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else. What else happened this year that you guys want to uh, call attention to? I want to call attention to Brittany, the data scientist, who tallied up every individual sip that we needed to take i went through 12 beers over the course of two days but that equaled out to around what was it 917 sips throughout the both of the movies yeah the lord of the rings movies was were like 600 something the hobbit movies were like 300 something yeah and that and Brittany is a planetary science professor at georgia tech that i know through my research at georgia tech and she normally is not around in the winter because she does research on icy worlds so in the winter she's usually in antarctica like testing out various like devices and robots and shit like that that her research group has developed you know, as, as like using Antarctica as like an analog for like Europa and other like icy fucking planets and moons and shit like that. Yeah, I felt hella dumb on this call, by the way. <laughs> like fucking stupid. I was like, oh, I'm drawing Daredevil, guys. <laughs> well, that's the other like cool part, too, is that like, you know, so many people know so much about the lore and everybody kind of has their own little niche. There's some people that like know lineages and stuff like that better than others there are some people that know like fucking tolkien's languages really well and like will go in and and have nitpicked like bits and pieces of language out of the movies and shit so like there are people on the call that like i definitely learned stuff that i'd never known before about like Tolkien's legendarium and the movies and how they were produced and and weird little inconsistencies in them and shit like that. Yeah, I learned a lot about the things that annoyed Alicia about these movies. <laughs> That's true. That but we also like had people on the call that have like direct connections to, you know, that had met actors from the movies and you know are friends with them and stuff like that uh that know people that did production work on the movies and shit like that like britney even though she is not really as into like she's into the movies for sure but like you know isn't necessarily like a tolkien scholar she knows people that have worked at weta and that did work on the hobbit movies and shit like that so you get all these weird little connect like first and secondary degree connection 
connections and shit like that. And like, I think realistically at any point during the marathon, I think we had 15 plus people. I think we maxed out at like somewhere between 25 and 30 people on the call. Well, that's not even people necessarily. Like some of those had like a couple people in a house that were attending together or whatever. So it was definitely. Yeah. Cause like Steven's girlfriend or wife, his wife, right? Yeah. 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 Um, Kristen, Kristen. Kristen, yeah, yeah. Kristen was there and my cousin or second cousin, Maddie was there with her boyfriend, I think John. And yeah, there, I think Eric had a few people there with him as well. And so, yeah, it was very well attended and a lot of fun. I don't know. Anything else that happened this year? I would. I don't know, but I would like to get Mark's perspective on it as a, a yeah, first that's timer. true. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> I meant I did. I did mean to do that. Yes, Mark, was this everything that you thought it would be and more? Uh, I hate. Like, I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I fucking loathe children. So, like, that was a little bit much for me. Like, just. <laughs> Listening to a kid constantly talk was a lot, but like other than that, it was testing their boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like t- trying my fucking patience of what was going on there. But like, no, it was exactly what I figured it would be. Like, I know that, like, I met a lot of the people that you guys run with at Dragon Con and stuff, right? And I yeah. was like, there's a couple times where you guys were having conversations at Dragon Con where I remember specifically looking at Christy and being like, I have no fucking idea what's going on right now. We should go. <laughs> Like, let's go find some fucking weed, like normal stoner idiots. Cause like, I don't feel like I fit in here at all, but like, yeah, it was fun. Like I had a good time listening to everybody like hoot and holler and like listening to Alicia, just like bitch and moan about those Hobbit movies, man. Like oh, just, man. Uh, she fucking hates them. It's fantastic. The thing is, I don't actually hate them. It just sounds like you do. Yeah. You know? It really sounds like you do, but like your friends are this, like all your Tolkien friends, like all pi- you all pile on and like, just like, the depths of nerdery that were going on i was like this is like it's like me watching star trek shit like i can't even comment because like i am that bad about certain things so like i i totally understand it it's just that i'm so outside the tolkien stuff that i was like they're like fucking speaking in latin right now like i don't know what's happening i don't know what they're talking about something about the third age and somebody with like a nine syllable name i don't know it's (laughs) fucking great go with god i'm glad you're all having fun i'm just gonna get real baked and watch these movies here (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like, I had a good time. It's like I would attend. I would go do. I want. I really want to do the live, like in person one. Yeah. Because I know, like, if we do the twenty-one hour one, it's the only way I will be able to like claim that fucking trophy <laughs> next year, man. I was. I was. I was definitely looking forward to having you there this year for sure. So fuck COVID. Fuck twenty twenty. Yeah. Fuck twenty twenty is right because I know, like, drinking wise, I could dominate. Like that's not a problem for me. <laughs> that's a leisurely pace for me, actually. Like over twenty-one hours. That's nothing. I was actually like thinking uh, up until like the week before the marathon when we found out that that Gordon, our, our dog, had to have eye surgery and then he was kind of be recovering. I was fully thinking like, all right, I think I'm going to fucking like drop some edibles here too and see how these fucking movies do high. But like I didn't want to be kind of potentially incapacitated and get like fucking yeah fucking like weed comatose yeah i took the big edible while we were watching like the the late night hobbit stuff like where were we doing yeah. the hobbit the first night and like all i could do was sit there and just watch how badly composited that movie was <laughs> you know what I mean? i'm listening yeah. to everybody shit chat and stuff and i was just like like i don't remember i think i leaned into the microphone a couple of times and be like guys why is the compositing so fucking bad like <laughs> is anybody else noticing it oh, like is yeah. it just me i'm just really high i don't know shit like the 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 white council battling like the king yeah. and the white the witch king at dol guldur would have been like super fucking cool i think stoned it yeah it's pretty dope like that's probably the best part and but the problem is i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like why are all these old people fighting like they're in the avengers all of a sudden you know what i mean like it's really it gets kind of weird because you start looking at it from like weird 
high perspective. Christopher Lee's the only one that's like real old, and he's he's magic. So yeah, he's also he's a Jedi. So like I could buy there that kind of yeah. stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah, it was a good time. I had a good time. Would yeah. attend again. We'll attend the live one so that I can claim my fucking prize. That's my goddamn <laughs> dragon. As long as there's no trivia shit, like the trivia will fuck me. But like otherwise, like you said, you just have to make sure that you you don't sleep if you attend the 21 hour straight version. Tim, I can't sleep at the best of times, right? so that shouldn't be a yeah. problem. If I can learn anything from uh, Mark being at Dragon Con, is that we're both raging insomniacs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a problem with sleeping. So like, it doesn't matter how much alcohol you put in me, either. like I'll just keep going. If other people are going, I just continue to move. So, well, I'm usually like that too, and the reason that I tend to fall asleep during the marathons is because like Ant there mood? are kind of some yeah the exact, <laughs> there there are lulls in activity both in the movie and kind of in the in the chatter and stuff and people's commentary where there's like not a whole shitload you can fucking say during like a bunch of ends talking and shit like that so oh, that, that's ends. that's when i yeah. sort of start you know getting disengaged and and when i often end up nodding off for a little while fair enough but yeah, it'll happen. And I mean, I think after this year with, with uh, how well it went overall, I think we might do, you know, sort of similar online component in the future. I'd like to still, I don't know, it's going to need like a little bit of fine tuning, I think. But uh, I yeah. think there is kind of a way, uh, hopefully there will be kind of a way to do it. Well, we'll have, if we, if I can come also, it will help with yeah. equipment like i got lots of gear that i can kind of facilitate this kind of stuff with i think the main stuff. thing is we would just need to like figure out the microphone situation a little bit better yeah. so that we don't have to worry about the audio bleed quite as much i have lapel mics so, so. yeah something like that go. maybe yeah so all right well then the last thing that i wanted to do i mentioned the middle earth sex acts earlier um i'm going to go through and mention all of the middle earth sex acts that all of them I, all the ones that i posted to facebook this year Oh, oh, okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> because all episode's of them... going to get cut down. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> you have that whole pedophile so... thing in the middle. I got to cut out. So. <laughs> so this is starting at in the Hobbit movies, going towards the end of the Return of the King. And I'm not. I don't think there's any need to give any context to these. No, uh, <laughs> I think they were. It's better. better. It's they're funnier without context. Usually, <laughs> like part of when you were doing this, and I wasn't like able to attend attend part of the fun of that weekend would be like tim constantly posting all day yeah. on facebook <laughs> and i've got other pe- people that are like that too they're like oh i love i love seeing these every yeah it's year. like every year man it's like yeah. it's good times like oh tim's because then i know like at some point in the evening i can message him and he's gonna be like fucking plastered drunk tim <laughs> which is just so we're clear hilarious so <laughs> all right so the middle earth sex acts of 2020 have a feel of me tubers yeah. My mother's glory box. Yep. That was an excellent one, actually. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm the yeah. old. That one I feel I need to mention. We have a friend that was a script supervisor on the Hobbit oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's one of the members of the Mythopoeic Society. She's credited as. And she, yeah, she's, she's credited uh, in the final credits of, the, of all three of those movies. And she commented on that and said, I have to tell you, you know, I reviewed the script. I said that if they didn't know what that meant, they should cut it. And if they did, they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> well, we caught it. And uh, they <laughs> yeah. should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, I love Janet so much. <laughs> uh, let's see. Middle Earth Sex Acts. The Defiler. A Bit of Raw Dwarf. Yeah, that was a good one. I think that's one of mine, actually. <laughs> this Looks About Your Size. Yep. Try It. Just a Mouthful. 
I think there's, there was a period here in the first movie where you and I were just giggling about every third line, I think, and you posted a bunch of them in a row because you and I were being disgusting for yep. no reason. Yeah. Uh, it was that before uh, you realized there was a child on the call? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really realize she was there until like I was leaving t- during Two Towers. And then I was like, wait, is that a kid? It's like, oh man, I think I made a <laughs> joke earlier. Like, this is not cool. I will say some of these we caught for the first time because we had the subtitles on. Yeah, yeah. the subtitles helped. Yeah. Uh, you won't last long on the end of my prongs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's dope. Their numbers are growing. <laughs> There's good juice inside. <laughs> the Lippy Lakeman. Awaken the beast. Setting the arrow to the bow. <laughs> the mummified dwarf. You have something my master wants. <laughs> A good hammering. <laughs> and now, so that was all of the ones for the Hobbit movies. Uh, now getting into the Lord of the Rings movies. Put it somewhere out of sight. <laughs> I think that was you and me too, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Just being disgusting. <laughs> it comes in pints. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! How did yeah. I miss that one? Oh man, we were dying when that one came up. That's a Stephen one, is it not? I thought that was Stephen. I, I think that was me. Was it you? Oh, I thought it was what are you? Te- what are you two? Oh man, <laughs> nasty. Passing into the shadow world, Gandalf defiles Rivendell, <laughs> facing the long dark of Moria, the White Tower of Ecthelion. I don't think Gandalf meant for us to come this way. <laughs> You'll go faster with just two. Give me your name, Horsemaster. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> the Dirty Vigo. <laughs> yeah, can we can we just talk about the thirst on this? <laughs> I forgot Wait, about that. Alicia, that's, that's what I should have brought up. Yeah. It's like, be some thirsty ladies when you're watching these movies with all these handsome, you know, like, Dirty men. Yeah, Just so like men. everyone on at, that comes to this party essentially has a boner for Kate Blanchett and also for Dirty Vigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Kate. What's funny is like the Kate Blanchett boners that are like <laughs> cross gender, age, oh, race. Yeah. Like everybody's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would. Knows, knows Wait, no boundaries. Shit, did I say that out loud? Yeah. No. Whatever. I would anyway. It's fine. Yeah fantastic but yeah, yeah the, the, vigo, the vigo thirst at one point was just like <laughs> out of control <laughs> and the whole running joke to the thing is that like he's hotter the dirtier he gets like there's 100 yeah. like, x an exponential growth curve kind of thing that's like the more dirty he is the hotter he is yeah. and to and the inverse of that is like when he's clean in the movie everybody's like oh no fucking dirty him up again that's terrible yeah, like his low points are in Rivendell, and when he's like getting coronated, the rest of the yeah. movie very hot. Those two times, not at all. Getting coronated is that another Middle Earth sex act? We're not, we're not drinking right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait for next year. Yeah, continuing on the secret tunnel to Mordor. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, crawling on all fours like a beast, bringing your pretty face to my axe. Yeah. Jesus. A host of men at my call. She hungers for sweeter meats. <laughs> uh, Legolas's brown eye. Yeah, we did get a lot of like 
mileage out of the subtitles this year. <laughs> Using the door under the mountain. <laughs> uh, this is no place for a hobbit. Shelob's bit of fun. And the very last one... <laughs> This is like while Frodo and Sam are on Mount Doom. Very emotional. We're still coming up with them. Frodo taking the last drop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I skipped over where we generated a new headcanon that Saruman wants the one ring, either as a cock ring or as a piercing. Genital That's piercing. right. The cock ring was, uh, that was a popular theory yeah. on the call this year also. Yeah. So. And I mean, especially like we were talking about it, metal it expands guy, so. to size. It expands to size. So, yeah. like, you know, sure. I'm sure it could get around what I assume was Christopher Lee's massive dung. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume yeah. I just, he's Christopher Lee, right? So, that is just a taste of the delightful commentary <laughs> that we generate during these annual Middle Earth movie marathons. And at some point, what I need to do is, is go back, like, over Facebook over the years and, like, just compile them all together so we have a list and, you know, I'll probably publish it somewhere in some. Yeah. We should do a book. Some... We should do an illustrated book. We should do an illustrated book. Sam. Oh, that would be fantastic. Do you think the Mythopoeics Press might be interested in publishing such a work? I'm pretty sure Leslie would stop talking to me if I suggested it. <laughs> what about? I, I think I think Megan would probably put that in myth print, it, though. Maybe. <laughs> I'm on board. Let's do this. Like the really great part about this is that, you know, we're doing things like yelling out middle earth sex acts interspersed with like people getting really into the weeds with deep lore. Tolkien yeah. lore and like yeah. yeah. And like this is what the allegory Tolkien was using here and shit like that. Wait, Tolkien hates allegory. Yeah. <laughs> and also just yeah, straight up like taking pot shots at Tolkien being like <laughs> wow, this is an allegory for anything is like Tolkien like is on record saying that he thinks that allegory is like fucking trite and definitely, definitely uses it. I'm almost ways. positive that like him saying that was a mixture between being pissed off that people thought it was his, the Lord of the Rings was a World War II allegory and also just talking shit to C.S. Lewis. Yeah, it's true. He does like he did love throwing shade on C.S. Lewis because he hated Narnia. He thought it was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like at least at, in that, Tolkien and I completely agree. <laughs> fuck those Narnia things. <laughs> Terrible Jesus horse shit. Yeah, it's what are, you mean? The horse is is the horse or the the lion? Is the lion supposed to be Jesus? Mark? Are you uh, sure, Tim? You should go rewatch those movies again. I mean, <laughs> don't because yeah. awful. Wow. But, yeah, uh, you should. Uh, <laughs> That's the sound of my mind being blown. Being blown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yes, hopefully that gives you just a little taste of uh, good to the last drop of yeah. the Middle Earth movie marathons and all of the fucking insanity that comes along with them. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. We will continue doing them for many years to come. I'm sure. All right. Well, with that, we can move on to our final segment of the episode, which is Geek Cred, where each of us just recommends something for you to check out, something that we enjoy that we think you might enjoy. Mark, what's your Geek Cred for this week? Uh, I'll just say Daredevil, because I just watched Daredevil, and it was really good. <laughs> I mean, I could just keep saying, because like, I think like Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian. that you've Geek Cred'd. Probably. Uh, Mandalorian and Daredevil, probably. Mandalorian was fucking awesome this week, though. So, like, you should also be yeah. watching that. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been watching anything new. I've been watching, like, old Best of the Worst, like, Red Letter Media reviews. It's just mm. terrible horse shit and, like, bad jokes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. 
That's about the level I'm functioning at right now. So there you go. <laughs> Alicia, what is your geek cred for this week? I should go like watch Lord of the Rings, guys. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Home Alone and it's the best fucking Christmas movie of all time. So I, I'm going to go Home Alone. <laughs> That's all. I was actually just watching a Best of the Worst, but the guys had Macaulay Culkin on and they reviewed Home Alone 4. It was fantastic i I am like convinced that macaulay culkin is like peak elder millennial celebrity uh (laughs) yeah everybody loves him even like i don't hate him so that says a lot god and his twitter (laughs) presence is just on fucking point yeah he's pretty good on twitter so (laughs) (laughs) all right my geek cred um we are coming up on christmas and i'm going to make a general recommendation that you try to shop local for Christmas gifts. Cause like local businesses right now are having a fucking hard ass time, especially in areas that are on lockdown and you know, you can't necessarily go into the store and go shopping. So like, you know, make online purchases from them, buy shit over the phone from them, that kind of thing. Buy shit off like Etsy shops, eBay sellers, that kind of thing. There's probably always going to be some things that are like easier to find on Amazon or Walmart or whatever, and you know you might need in a hurry, but like as much as you can. I, I think this year I've done more of my Christmas shopping like by buying direct rather than like going through like big resellers like Amazon and shit like that. And I'm happy with that, so I'm gonna think we're gonna keep trying to do that in the future. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. So thank you everybody for listening. This has been Dance Robot Dancer, 228th episode. If you would like to tell us what you thought about this episode if you think that you'd like to that you'd have fun joining our middle earth movie marathons at some point in the future then you can get us on twitter at drd underscore podcast you can talk to us on facebook which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast if you are you can send us an email at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com if you're not already subscribed to our podcast you can do so on google Podcasts, apple podcast stitcher spotify and most places that podcasts can be found that is it. I'm Tim. Thank you for listening. Say goodnight, Mark. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Alicia. Good night. And we will talk to you next time. Don't milk any hobbits. No, it's dwarf milk, not hobbit milk. God damn it, you fucked that up. I have not fully recovered from the marathon yet. My brain is still like at diminished functioning, diminished capacity, I think. I like nobody's gonna like try to help him out on that one. Eh? We're just gonna yeah. let him yep. swing yeah, on just that. Just let me flounder. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> cool. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>